existing home is one of your most important assets, yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Well, hello. Welcome to Real Real Estate Today. I am your host, Deb Tomorrow. We used to joke when I was in grad school and I got married. I'm not married anymore, but anyways, and I changed my name to Tomorrow, and they said I sound like a superhero, like a future girl, (laughs) Deb Tomorrow. And I have to say, I'm not feeling very futuristic right now because I seem to be having some technical issues, as usual, per usual. But anyways, we'll figure them out. So, no problem. So, I am your host. Uh, We are here to talk about all things real in real estate. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I am joined, as usual, by the lovely Miss Karen Rastel. Hello. Dam Lender in the state of Indiana. Thank you. How are you doing, Karen? I'm doing great. How about you? You know, it's December... I feel like I have senioritis. Yeah. I mean, it's actually cold today. It's, it's been in cold the 60s and for quite a while, and now it's not. They're saying maybe snow Saturday. Nice. Hey, I don't I'm know. looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. So, uh, anything exciting happened? Anything good on TV? I feel like I'd, I'm, like, out of touch. I was so... my. My mother calls me. Okay, good. I thought that was a trick question because I'm like, I don't know. I haven't you know been watching anything? TV in yeah, a while. <laughs> but no, my mother calls me and then my dad gets on the phone and he's like talking about, he goes, well, you played I no, Michigan today. And I'm like, and by you, he means Indiana University. Okay. Right? okay. <laughs> I figured that much, right? And, and I'm like, is that football or basketball? And usually I'm up on that, at least on the basketball stuff. Right. I, and I was just like, dad, I'm so out of touch with anything. I said, if it's not on people.com, I, I can't tell you. That is funny. I said, so if you want to talk about Prince Harry and Mer- Meghan Markle, I'm down with it. But anything else going on in the world, I'm yeah. completely lost. No. I haven't really watched any new shows or anything. I just haven't had time. I'm sure I have a ton of things DVR'd right now. Yeah, I had someone, uh, who was it? Somebody in my office the other day, and they were like, have you watched, you know, do you know such and such show? I'm like, no. Yeah, no. As I say usually, if it doesn't take place in Alaska, we don't typically watch it at my house. That could have been you and I we were talking about. Probably was. We were talking about the Long Island medium. And I said, because you were asking me like, what was going on. I'm like, I don't know. But I think the other medium has the has the corner in the market. Oh, right, right, right. You're right. like, yeah, it doesn't take place. And So I will say TLC, yeah. I think it's Sunday nights. They do Long Island medium, yeah, which I really I enjoy that show. But I don't typically watch it because Eurus isn't into it. And I usually sob like a baby. So then I can't do anything Monday morning because my eyes are all puffy from crying. I didn't know this. Oh, about yeah. You. Okay. That's an issue. And now TLC has added Long Lost Family before Long Island Medium, which is another whole sob fest. <laughs> okay. And so that's like, you know, yeah. I, I, I can't that, leave right? the house for two days after that. So yeah. I haven't been watching it, but I am obsessed with Long Lost Family. Okay. Um, I watch it on YouTube. There's a BBC version that takes place in Britain. And it's the premise of the show. This has nothing to do with real estate, but they all live in houses. So there you go. Um that there's a a family member, a lot of times it's a parent or a child um, through adoption that they're trying to reconnect with. But they're also, and especially the ones that take place in Britain, some really heart-wrenching wartime stories of little children who are separated from family. But there's always some really, really interesting and unique stories, too, that just kind of make you go, wow. And then they reunite and... It's very emotional. And so I've been watching those to try and sort of become more um, black-hearted and not cry so much. You figure if you watch enough, you become a little more... Okay, if you say so. No, I cry like a fool every two... Or whenever This Is Us is on. So, you know, that's my... That's my... I haven't watched. Oh, you should watch that one. So... All right. So anyways, that's the latest on TV. I don't know what's going on (laughs) HGTV, but whatever. Oh, did you hear Dale Earnhardt Jr.? You know he's a race car driver, right? I I do know he's a race car driver. I know. He's got a show coming up on T, um, HGTV probably in the spring. Okay. Uh, I think he's retiring maybe. I'm not really sure because I'm not into the NASCAR scene. But I was looking up what some new HGTV shows are because there's new, new stuff coming out. And uh, he and his wife living have a place in Key West and they're fixing it up. 
So they're going to do a whole show over... Yeah. Okay. In Key West, which should be interesting. I do like Key West a lot. But it should be interesting because they have all that um, hurricane damage. Right. Right. And so I guess Dale's been going around telling people, come to Key West. We're open for business kind of thing, trying to help promote people coming back to Key West. Maybe the show will help with that, too. Well, that should be interesting. All right. So today I thought we would talk about what it's like to be a realtor. I know that sounds really weird. So I've asked Karen to kind of interview me. Or, so that or what it's like to be Deb tomorrow. I want to talk about what it's like to be me because, I mean, that just isn't going to paint a realistic picture at all because of my glamorous lifestyle. <laughs> um, but I've had two people in the past week and a half come mm-hmm. to me, and I get this fairly regularly, where they say, you know, I'm really interested in being a realtor. Can I sit down and talk to you? And I think it's great to have that person that you can sit down and talk to. I, I tell the story about when I was thinking about becoming a realtor, I was talking to someone who was a realtor at the time, and she said, oh, no, no, honey, you're too smart for real estate. Well, that's not very nice. Yeah, I did it anyways, regardless of that, because I was like, I'm not that smart. I would have been like, do tell, like, keep talking. Yeah, you know, and I never really, I didn't push that, and I probably should have. I think, you know, 11 years on, I have moments where I'm like, oh, that's what she meant. But, uh, and actually, it was funny, because just this morning, I was doing some final prep work on the show and my phone rang and I answered it and it's this lady and she's like my name is so-and-so you don't know me I'm like okay and she said well I work at this place and she named a a past client of mine Mm -hmm. and uh, I have time off in the summer and I thought maybe I should do some real estate oh so she called to see if you could offer some of you know moments moment of your time to give her some some inside info or intel yeah okay yeah so um, yeah. So anyways, it was kind of like, well, gosh, I was, I, you know, I'm working on that right now. Okay. It was just really weird. So to tune in. Yeah. I might say. Okay. <laughs> so I thought, okay, well, let's, let's cover this. But I thought, um, you know, maybe it would be good for Karen to interview me, uh, rather than me just sit here and talk about what I think people should know. Well, and I'll do my best, but for, for those that are maybe just tuning in to this show or, or maybe haven't heard um, some of your beginning shows last year, um, why don't you tell the listeners like what got you into real estate or what was the, what was that, that pivotal moment that you thought to yourself, I think I would like to make this a career. Mm. It's uh, kind of out of necessity. Okay. So let's see. Long story short, I met a boy, and he lived here in Bloomington, and I lived uh, in another city, working a job, living in you know condo, yada yada. Uh, and we, I was down visiting for a weekend, and we spontaneously bought a house together after we had been dating for a few months. Because that happens. <laughs> that happens. Spontaneous, you know. Uh, and then it was like, oh, I need to find a job down here. Now I had gone to school down here. Um, all my friends were jealous that I was coming back to the college town. And um, and so the plan was to buy a property management company. Okay. Uh, so I started working for a property manager down here, working on getting my real estate license. Quickly realized that property management was not for me. It just wasn't a great fit unless they were my own properties. Um, and so I looked around and said, well, what else can I do? We're a small-ish town and there's not a lot of corporate jobs, which is what my experience had always right. been. Right. Uh, and never, ever, I had always said sales is my worst nightmare. Did you always approach this as a sales job or do you think of it more of relationship building? I think of it more as a service provider. Mm-hmm. I don't, but it is sales, I, you know, from the, you have to kind of go out and beat the pavement. And I think that's one of the really important things for people to understand about real estate. You have to every single day build your business. Mm-hmm. And that means going and finding new clients. And that that's hard for me. That's not um, natural for my personality. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know a lot of times people, um, when they hear the word salesperson, it it almost like paralyzes them in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm not a good salesperson, but I feel like I can go and have conversations with people in different social settings and maybe from that piece then build something so it is a lot of hard work when you're when you are looking constantly you know like you know yeah. you're looking for the next opportunity yeah you're constantly we saw call it filling your pipeline constantly filling your pipeline 
Um, and I think a lot of it is the mindset. And I never went into, you know, I say that and that somebody will take offense to this and whatever. It's internet radio. I can say whatever I want, right? Um, but the, what I call a Mary Kay mindset. You know, Mary Kay cosmetics are great cosmetics. But sometimes, and I have been burned by this in the past, you know, a Mary Kay, I've, I've met Mary Kay people, not all of them, but I have met some who really have no intention of any other interest in their life except selling you cosmetics. Mm-hmm. When I first got divorced, I had a very nice Mary Kay lady. She came over to my house. We met a few times. I was pretty, you know, depressed and lonely or whatever because I was divorced and just trying to figure out my life. Mm-hmm. And I really thought this lady wants to be my friend. That's nice. I just don't have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, two breaths later, she's like, so let's talk about, you know, you becoming a Mary Kay rep and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, whoa. And I felt so stupid and naive. Mm-hmm. And I know they're not all like that. Right, right. I, I know that. And it's a good product. Um, but, uh, you know, you kind of get that. I always want to be really authentic. And that's how I approach it. So it doesn't feel real salesy to me. Okay. Um, should we go to break and then we can come back? Yeah, and I think we should get go, into a little yes, bit more. It's your show. Let's go to break and then when we come <laughs> back, the back, we'll, for a we'll go into more detail about um, thinking outside the box, looking for the next potential client and the next deal. This is so fun being interviewed by Karen. I know Rachel's sitting here like this is fun. All right, stick around and uh, we'll be back with Karen Rassel on Real Real Estate Today. Your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. We are talking today about what it's like to be a realtor. Realistic job preview, we used to call it back in my old HR days. So I'm making Karen interview me, so I'm going to turn it over to her. Which, which by the way, it is completely awkward. but and terribly um, entertaining for I me. I know right before break we were discussing, I said, well, when we come back from break, let's talk about how you do find the next client or, mm-hmm. you know, where those resources are. But I do want to cut straight to the big question that I think a lot of people may want to know how this works, mm-hmm. which is we may see uh, realtors uh, making their own schedules and getting paid massive amounts of money. Like, right. I don't know. Like, I watch Million Dollar Million Listings. Dollars. Don't sure. get me wrong. Sure. I love that show. It's 
very drama filled and I think that's what attracts me to it. But um, but we do know that there are it's not always high priced, high commissions. You know, how does this how, how would you want to explain to someone coming in how this actually works? Because they may have no idea and they may think that your company pays you a, a small salary right. or something right. each month. I'm always amazed when people come in and want to have that conversation with me about being a realtor. And they say, well, what's your base salary? And I laugh and laugh and laugh because there is none. It is strictly 100% commission. Um, I'm an independent contractor, which means that uh, no one pays my taxes for me. No one um, gives me benefits. I have no health insurance unless I pay for it myself. Um, there's a lot that comes out of that commission check uh, before, before it you lands see your in my checkbook, mm-hmm. right? And it depends on how your brokerage is set up too. Um, but yeah, you need to set aside, you know, at least 25% for your taxes mm-hmm. and then probably another 25% for your expenses. And then you still have, you know, your advertising budget for your listings and things like that. So it's not, and I read somewhere and I meant to print it out and I guess I didn't because I was looking through my notes here. But I think in 20s, if I can remember correctly, in 2016, the average realtor made somewhere around $42,000. Is that nationwide? That's Is nationwide. that nationwide. Okay. Uh, 2015, the year before, it was 45000 so it actually went down. Now, there's a lot of factors that, that play into that average. Obviously, there are a lot of not full-time realtors out there mm-hmm. um, and that kind of thing. But the ones that you see on TV are really few and far between. You can make a good living, and that's why... I do this, but... Well, let me ask this. So, I know this answer, but are you, if you are the listing agent or if you're the um, buyer's agent, Mm -hmm. are you paid the same? Um, It depends. That's the one thing I'm not really allowed to talk about. Okay. Isn't that funny? You have things all the time that you're not allowed to talk about. (laughs) We're not really allowed to talk about commission and specifics. But what's interesting is that Commission is typically paid by the seller. That's what I was hinting to. And so that is something that's negotiated between the seller and the listing agent. Mm -hmm. And then the listing agent agrees to share a portion of that with the buyer's agent. But different list, there's no hard and fast rule. So it doesn't have to be shared equally. Equally, Which I think Um, a lot of people may think, oh, well, if the standard commission rate is X amount, we're going to split that evenly. And so do you find it... um, would would someone find it hard to maybe try to budget like month <laughs> to month or, you know, especially starting out yeah. when you are probably having a lot more expenses mm-hmm. because those are out of pocket versus, um, you know, like the company or your broker paying for it, correct? Right. right. It's really difficult. Um, one of the best pieces of advice that I was given and that I give people is that you need to plan on not getting paid for six months when you start. And that was about true for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of starts slowly. But there are certainly months that I don't make any money. Mm-hmm. And there's other months that I make a ton of money. And so you have to budget yourself, but you budget yourself on this unknown income. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, it is certainly tricky. And you kind of say, well, you know, I've got a big emergency fund. Um, right. So, you know, I'm not panicked all of the time. But there are months where I kind of go, oh, I can't really do that this month. Well, I think that's definitely important to reiterate that, especially when you're starting out, that just bank on, that's what I, when I first went commission in my position, mm-hmm. I told my husband, just bank on zero. Yeah. And anything over that, you know, Bonus, then we'll, right. right. So I think when you're first starting out, because you're not for sure how much it's going to cost to advertise um, or to be affiliated with like maybe certain organizations or just to start branding yourself. Yeah. So how does your, when working independently or like on your own, mm-hmm. and I may not even say this mm-hmm. correctly, versus working for um, a company where they'll hold your license, like what are some pros and cons to that? Um, or, or would you suggest someone who's starting out in the business to maybe get with a company. Um, yeah. There's kind of three different models. So there's the model where it's a 
kind of, I'm going to call it a parent brokerage, where they will cover your costs for you as a new realtor, but you give them a large chunk of your commission. So they're carrying the risk because they're paying for a lot of your monthly expenses. And if you don't sell anything, then they're going to kind of eat that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you sell a lot, they're taking a big chunk. So it is, there's a pros and cons to that. But those brokerages, and I started at a brokerage like that, um, they have a lot of really good training programs, which is really, really important. Um, but then a lot of people will move to um, slightly more independent brokerages where you're still you know, in a brokerage with you know, a big name like Remax, like I am. But they kind of leave you alone. Mm-hmm. And I pay all my own expenses. So I get a bill every month for my office rent, for my color copies, for um, That's my what I was going to say. If you could give some examples of what some monthly expenses by having office space or being right. affiliated. Okay. Yeah. So you pay for your own copies. I pay for everything. I pay for my phone. I pay for my computer. I pay for my IT support. Um, I pay for my desk. I mean, I pay for, literally pay for my furniture. Like I get an empty room mm. for X number of dollars a month and I get some front office support mm-hmm. and I get black and white copies and I get a phone line, which nobody uses because we all use cell phones Right. and I get internet service and that's, you know, about it. And, and I don't then, think a lot of people even think that because mm-hmm. you just think, okay, well, there's all these offices in, right. you know, in that real estate office and that one's free. I'll take it, you know, like that yeah. one's available, not right. free, but, um, right. But I had to find my own computer. I have to find my own furniture. I have to do all of that. Okay. Um, Just like I would be if I were on my own. Now, if I'm on my own, a lot of people, when you're starting out, you can't go directly on your own. You have to work under a broker for a certain number of years. Um, And if I'm on my own, then, yeah, I'm on an island unto myself. um, And there's pros and cons to that. I've always kind of jokingly said, I don't want to have to place my own open house ads. I would prefer to just send an email to a staff person and be like, here's the open house I want to do. They'll charge me for it. They'll talk to the newspaper about it and it's done. Yeah. You know, but if you're your own independent brokerage, you negotiate your rates with the newspaper for open house ads and all that stuff. And you're doing all of that. Okay. So I'm trying to find that balance of, you know, having enough freedom. That's what works for me. But that maybe isn't necessarily the best scenario for um, a new agent starting out who needs a little bit more support. Yeah. And there are those scenarios out there, but it costs you a lot. So let me ask this. So uh, have you had someone ever ask, well, you know, you work for a well-known national company mm-hmm. or the name. Um, do you have a great retirement plan? Uh, do you have health benefits? Right. You know, those type of things. Yeah, we have nothing. Okay. <laughs> nothing. I once heard, and and it could have came from you like years ago, but I once heard someone say, the only uh, retirement that a realtor would have is to have their own properties, mm-hmm. okay? And then hopefully by the time they're ready to retire, that those are paid off and it's just income producing. Yeah. And that's how they're going to retire. Yeah. I, that, you know, it's funny. We had a, a realtor in our office retire last year and she got up and gave a little speech and she said, my advice to everyone is to buy one property for every year that you're in real estate. And that's your retirement plan. So were you like, okay, and I was I can, like, then I can I'm ahead of the game. Right? I got 26, so I'm yeah. good to go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there there isn't. You have to be smart with your money, and I certainly, you know, the taxes is another big one. You got to stay on top of those taxes. There's no one telling you, you know, it's not getting taken out of your paycheck. Yeah. You have to have the discipline to set that aside. And I certainly think that probably in the real estate profession, there's a higher um, uh, occurrence of people in tax trouble sure uh, because that's hard to do and you know if you need to make the mortgage payment or pay your estimated quarterly taxes you probably make the mortgage payment right and, and then that, you get deeper and deeper in a hole then that goes to probably another expense about hiring an accountant or you know a mm-hmm. financial yeah. advisor or someone to take care of that you know for you when the time comes to file your taxes and right. how are you going to file right and, uh, so that's and that definitely a, adds to you know that what comes off of your commission and what you need to set aside. But I don't mean to make it sound, I don't want this whole thing to end up being like negative, like it's so bad. You no, know? <laughs> it just is what it is. Right. But I think a lot of times, I think that that is probably like the, the burning question that a lot of people yeah. have that it's like, oh, it just, it has what appears to be like uh, flexible hours mm-hmm. and, 
and the money must be good. Otherwise, why would so many people be doing it? And right. so I feel, felt like we would just get straight to that right. piece. But then we'll definitely talk about, um, you know, like what keeps you passionate about staying in the business for as long as you have and, and what keeps you going. Right. Um, I do want to add that I think one of the really great benefits to real estate, being a realtor, at least the way that my business is set up and being a part of Remax, um, as opposed to other small businesses. I'm a big fan of small businesses, and we have some other small businesses of our own. But in real estate, one of the greatest things is that I don't worry much about collecting, getting I worry about getting paid, cause, mm-hmm. but I don't worry about collecting the money. And that's an amazing part because I see a lot of small businesses struggle with trying to get paid for Those the work that they've done mm-hmm. and trying to like stay on top of billing and all of that sort of thing. And with real estate, it's awesome because you go to a closing, the title company cuts you the check and, you know, and you're you're good to go. Well, I was going to ask that. So, so that's amazing. Um, so realtors get, get paid after a closing, but after maybe expenses and whatever's taken out from your broker. I mean, you don't... It can be done that way. There's different ways to do it. I get a monthly bill from my broker. So they just kind of track expenses during the month. And then I get a bill at the end of the month that I then have, you know, five days to pay kind of thing. But other brokerages that do what's called a split method, where they're covering your expenses, they're just taking a chunk of, you know, a negotiated chunk of your commission Gotcha. Um, so yeah, the title the title company at closing issues a check to your brokerage. Mm-hmm. So I get a check, I bring it back to Remax, and then they okay. cut me a check. Um, and then that again that. goes back to being disciplined. If that's how a pay structure is for someone, is that once you do get that invoice once a month, that you have five days to produce yep. uh, whatever that that it, that amount is back yep. to your brokerage. So you kind of need to keep track of what's coming up and what's absolutely. You know, I think for me it's. You know, I'm always looking ahead several months on expenses because anything I do, I'm 30 to 45 days out getting paid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like, crap, I need to make some money next week. <laughs> it doesn't work like that because right. I should have been doing that six weeks ago. So I'm always kind of have my my budgeted list of, you know, here are the big expo. Oh, it's property tax time coming up in two months. I need to make sure that, you know, right. I'm ready for that. Okay. Should we take another break? Yeah, I think it's time for our next break. Okay. We'll take a break and be back with Karen and Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit Real Real Estate Today. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians working for you with Arvind Vora Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety 
Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. That's Deb at RealRealEstateToday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Right back to the show. We are talking today. I am being interviewed today by my lovely cohort, Karen, uh, about what it's like to be a realtor. For anyone who's contemplating, I thought this would be appropriate for people who are contemplating maybe a career change next year. Mm-hmm. Let's start to talk about what it's really like so that you don't, you know, throw in the towel on something without knowing. So what did you want to ask me next? The next thing that I wanted to ask is, um, you know, when when is it or at what point or is it a certain part of the process do you feel the most successful in what you do? Why I like to do what I do, right? When I feel good about it. You know, I just had this a few weeks ago. I had a client and he was, we looked at a couple of houses. He kind of had a first choice and a second choice. Was having a hard time making a decision between the two. Ended up having a lot of people talking in his ear is what I always say. Mm-hmm. Um family members and friends and everybody has their opinion, wants to tell you what you should do. And I was able to sort of help him. Uh, I, I see my role as sort of a guide. And so I'm, I spend a lot of time saying, here are your choices. Cause I think everybody likes to have choices and mm-hmm. here are the pros and cons to each choice. And that's as far as they go. Now you make the decision from there. Um, and he sent me the nicest email back that said, wow, you're really good at what you do because that just really helped me feel really confident about what I was doing. So that's when I feel really good. That's what I really love um, about what I do. You know, it's funny because people will come to me and say, well, I want to be a realtor because um, I love to look at houses. I love decorating. Um, I don't love decorating. Um, eh, I'm kind of so-so on looking at houses, you know, I'm pretty fast. Like I can assess something. I'm like, okay, I'm done. You know, And then I'm <laughs> right. sitting waiting for everyone else. That's not what makes me love this job. And I don't know that that's what makes someone a good realtor, but I think having a passion for helping guide people to make really good decisions mm-hmm. that they feel good about. And that's good for them. Decisions that are good for them, not good for the realtor. Um, well, I think that's a great approach because, you know, I guess there, there, there could be people who maybe need to be told, like maybe they don't know how to make that decision and they're looking to you as the resource and like, oh, please just help me decide. Mm-hmm. And you're taking that approach as to this is your biggest decision. Right. You should decide what, you know, right. make them come to that conclusion. Yeah. So, And I think, you know, a lot of these reality shows, you see the realtor um, – trying to make the decisions for people mm-hmm. you know well let's you know we're going to do this and it's like that's not really what it's about and I always just kind of say no I'm not the one that has to live with it so do you ever do you ever feel discouraged <laughs> during you know during the any time of like it could be like the slowest part or I know like sometimes if in my world if um if you've worked really hard with a client but then they they go to a different they're yeah. they're going to use someone else yeah Sometimes that can be discouraging. Do you ever experience things like that? Real estate is really, really weird. And that was one of the things that I realized early on after sort of being naive about things. Um, And you're in this business where your colleagues are also your competitors. And it creates just this really odd dynamic that can be really, really discouraging. When I started at my first brokerage, which was more of that parenting brokerage kind of, they had kept, kept a lot more control. You were a lot less independent there, which is great when you're starting out. They would send an email out at the end of the day to all the agents in the office. There were probably 40, 40 agents in the office listing out 
who had sold a house that day, who had turned in like a accepted offer kind of thing. And how did that make you feel? Oh, oh man. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, you know, the story of how I got started in, in, in real estate, not how I became a realtor, but what my first year was like, is kind of an interesting story. So I had a pretty good year. Um, but it also made me feel like people were looking at me, made me feel like I was a bit of a target because here I was after the first six months of doing nothing mm-hmm. where I was selling multiple houses a day sometimes and people didn't really understand the whole story and it made people kind of, I don't, I mean, there's jealousy and there's, because they don't really understand the situation. It was just like a weird dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like, who is this new person? Why is she getting all this business? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So it, that made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. I have a friend who worked at that same brokerage with me back there and she's now at the at Remax with me now. And she said she never even opened those emails because they were so discouraging for her. Because mm-hmm. if you're going through a slow period, which we all do, mm-hmm. It's hard to not compare yourself to everyone else. Like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Right, or, or, right. Or if you are, you know, purposely, like, you know, scaling back a little bit because, you I, you know, for whatever reason, you right. want to go on vacation or something. Right. But um, so it was more of a uh, let's build maybe some competitiveness. Oh, like, yeah. Within the... It was not intended to for healthy reasons, I'm sure. It was to build competitiveness, but sometimes that competitiveness just leads to discouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a friend of ours um, in, in our brokerage, this was just a few months ago, for some reason to a group of us, printed out, we can go into our uh, MLS system and see everybody's sales for the year. And the whole board of realtors, like in all of Bloomington, and um she printed it out and she put it in our mailboxes and she highlighted our names and we're like, maybe we didn't want to know that. Like I purposely wasn't looking at the numbers this year um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, my year's not as good this year as it was last year. And I didn't want to get discouraged. I wanted to just set goals for myself and meet those goals. I didn't want to, I didn't want my goals to be comparing myself to other people. And that's so key in real estate. And it's such a valuable skill in life, but it's so hard to do, to not compare yourself to other people. Or at least wait until you're ready to see those numbers, like maybe after the, the calendar year is over yeah. and then go back and, and take a look. So, But I don't know that it even matters what, you know, the next person does. It doesn't matter if I'm doing what I need to do to meet mm-hmm. my goals, to move my life forward, to support my family. It doesn't matter what John Smith is, how much he's selling. True, but if, if I guess, like, if one of your goals were to be, I, I mean, I don't know, like, I want to be in the top uh, 15% mm-hmm. of agents in my market or yeah, something like that, right. I think... Uh, uh, Access to those numbers yeah, would be right. would be beneficial. But I think most of us come from the I want to make this much money this year, or I want to sell this much, you know, which then results in a certain average amount of commissions. So that sounds like one of the things that you would recommend to someone as as far as having uh, one of the one of the skills to have to be successful is to to do your best not to always be comparing yourself, mm-hmm. you know, especially to, you know. I don't want to call them office mates, I guess. Or well, they're, I mean, they're colleagues and they're competitors. Right. You know, you're going up against them to try and get listings. Um, and you, sometimes you're in competition. You have a buyer, they have a buyer, and you're competing for the same house. Mm-hmm. So it's weird, too, that you can't, you know, when I came in I, to real estate, I came from a corporate environment, and they preach team, 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 teamwork all the time, right? Collaborative and teamwork and brainstorm and all that stuff. And I got into real estate, and I was kind of came in with the same attitude and I very quickly was made to see how naive I was like no 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 we all reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. we you know try to accomplish the same things but we don't tell each other how we accomplish them because we don't want to give anybody a competitive advantage mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know so it's it's a weird dynamic and so we you can't talk with your colleagues about what you're doing Mm-hmm. Because, like, I can't say, oh, I've got a client who's interested in such and such a house because they might have a client who's also interested in such and such a house. So you're very much in this little silo um, of working, and your spouse usually gets really sick of hearing about it. <laughs> I, I can definitely relate. I mean, that's how um, I grew up in that kind of or my professional career is in that same. You're part of a team, and everyone works together to, for the for the good of the group but then when you go out and you work for another company where you're all housed in that same building mm-hmm. you do have to sometimes be guarded with what you're doing because 
it's like giving out your trade secrets, right, right. you know, that we lock our doors and we, you know, I mean, just kind of do things on the down low sometimes and try not to flaunt them too much. It's just, it's a weird, it's just weird. Um, well, what's another, what's another skill that you would want someone to know, uh, or some important skills to have to be successful in real estate? Um, I think one of the big ones is that I would strongly encourage people to um, invest in themselves, invest in training. Um, you know, I kind of joke sometimes that real estate is you know cheaper than going to law school because you just go to you know a nine week class or whatever and you get your real estate license. And, and you think, oh, you know, I paid a thousand bucks or whatever it is, and, right. you know, and I'm good now. I've got a career and great. Um, and you really need to, you know, continue to budget and put money aside for developing yourself because the, the classes that you take to get licensed don't tell you anything about setting up your business mm-hmm. and how to build a long term business, how to continue to fill the pipeline, how to do it in a way that's authentic and comfortable Um and what's important and how you, you know, negotiate. Um, Do you think it would give someone uh, maybe an edge on if there was some new things on the horizon or just to be, you know, maybe just one step ahead of your of your competition to have the additional training mm-hmm. or refresher course in, in something? I think it's like the best thing is just finding someone that can mentor you that's willing to take the time and that's going to cost you some money, but it's totally worth doing to have a long longevity of career. I can't tell you how many realtors I see pop up and then after like literally two, three, four weeks, I never see them again. Uh, there's a lot of people like that. Okay. I would um, I would never yeah. have known that. You, we get a big announcement, so-and-so has joined such-and-such company, and then you never see them again. Uh, and it could be because they didn't have money set aside to go for that six months. Um, mm-hmm. Or it could be that they just didn't have any guidance, and they just felt like they were flailing and you know, not making any headway um, and not feeling very successful. And so finding that guidance is so important and there's different ways to go about it whether it's through brokerages or through independent mentors but I think it's really really important okay should we take our last yeah I think we'll take our last break and then uh if we can because I know we try to do this on every show we'll try to do like the top 10 like your top 10 uh things I don't think I can talk that fast oh yes you can okay we'll try (laughs) all right so stick around you're listening to real real estate today your home for smart real estate Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to RealRealEstateToday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions, and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit RealRealEstateToday.com. What makes a great leader? Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. We're back talking about what it's like to be a realtor. If you're considering a career change, we're just trying to give you some general ideas. Not uh, not trying to sway you one way or the other, just trying to be realistic. I Obviously, I've been a realtor for 11 years, um, and so there's the longest, uh, longest period of time I've ever done one thing. 
So I must love it. <laughs> so I'm certainly not trying to sway anybody against it, but I, I, I want people to be successful. So I want them to have a, a realistic idea of what to expect. So I've asked Karen to interview me so that it's not just me talking. Yeah, and we've we've covered um, we've covered what you know why you got into real estate, um, and then we talked about the financial piece, when you get paid, how you get paid, and pay- taking care of your taxes and things so you don't have Uncle Sam coming mm. after you uh, year after year. Um, and then we talked about things that um, that you felt would make someone successful, mm-hmm. or or you know that they should. Uh, uh, not possess, I guess, but a characteristic mm-hmm. or things that they can do. But if you could maybe, we'll see how much time we have, if you want to maybe just cover like the top 10 things, tips that you would give to someone, um, and maybe not in any order, but just okay. 10 important things if you want to see someone have, um, you know, their best foot forward. Sure. Well, I think the first thing is, you know, the skills that you need to be a successful realtor. We talked about before. It's not about decorating. It's not about houses at all, in my opinion. It's about being organized and focused, prioritizing, clearly communicating, guiding people. Um, but you also have to be really independent and self-driven. I know when I started, I kind of had this fear. I'd always worked corporate jobs where you kind of had to be somewhere at a certain time sort of thing. And I thought, there's really no one making, I'm an independent contractor. No one's making me be anywhere at any point in time. I could sit on the couch and watch Ellen all day and nobody would care except right. my banker. Um, and so you have to be self-driven. turns out I'm more self-driven than I thought. Um, and that hasn't been an issue for me. But in the beginning, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to be screwed. I'm just going to sit and watch TV all day. Um, and you certainly need to be confident because you are acting as an expert. So those are some of the kind of the personal skills. Um, some things on my list of you know top 10, if you want to succeed as a new realtor, like I said before, don't expect to get paid for six months. Be prepared for that going in. Have a plan for surviving. Um, like I said, I see so many realtors literally disappear in the first few weeks. Um, you know, some people work another job. I, I did a few things when I started. I did manage a couple properties for a guy, um, and I helped one summer with some turnovers. My first summer, I was, you know, had one closing. Um with the rental turnovers because it's college town and there's 200 turnovers to happen in a week and they needed people to help. And so I did some things like that, but I didn't, you know, take a job, take another job. I mean, I really put all in, this is what I was going to do and this is what I was going to be successful at. And I think that's really um, important to do, to take that leap of faith. Um, kind of the law of attraction, you know, mm-hmm. this is who I am. I'm a realtor now, as opposed to I'm doing this part-time yeah, realtor. Um, Another thing is to kind of be humble, especially around those who have um, put in their time. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. One of the biggest things that people don't realize is that um, although it is your relationship with your clients that's important and fills your pipeline, your relationship with other realtors is really important too. And so, you know, kind of having respect for people who have earned their time uh, and not, you know, artificial Karen will tell you I'm one of the snarkiest people out there about other realtors. Um, I'm certainly not winning at this advice that I'm giving necessarily, but you know I want to be the realtor that people want to work with, um, and because that's going to help my clients get their deal done. Um, like I see a lot of new realtors who come in and they kind of are over exuberant like a little puppy, and they're sending emails out to ever all the realtors like six times a day, and it's like oh my god, stop. You know, Mm because I know you don't have that much going on yet because you're new, but we have, you know, I'm getting 300 emails a day and you're sending emails out every hour to make it stop. So kind of having some self-awareness and that's a great reason why having a mentor around you, someone who's been in the business for a while can help you guide that so that you can slide right in easily uh, and kind of blend in. I think that that's really helpful. Um, continuing training, we talked about finding a brokerage or a mentor who will keep training you is really important to success. Um, investing in yourself and your business. Um, so, you know, budgeting. You know, you really need to have a budget that says for every commission check, this percentage gets a set aside for taxes. This percentage gets a set aside for training mm-hmm. um, for future further development so that you continue to be really good at what you do. There's tons of training opportunities out there. Um, pay your taxes. I mean, it sounds silly, but I can tell you, I know a lot of realtors who are in tax trouble. Um, so pay your taxes, 
understand how that works, I very, very quickly incorporated um I was advised that that was sort of the best scenario for me. And I actually pay someone to do my payroll taxes for me because mm-hmm. it keeps me up at night, the IRS coming to take me uh, because I didn't know I was supposed to do something. So for me, I get that peace of mind from paying an accountant to do my payroll for me and make sure that my taxes I would totally get paid. do that. Mm-hmm. I would it's totally really, do that. It's really, really important. Um, don't just uh, get yourself stuck in one niche. And this is a real quick story because I think we're kind of running out of time. But when I started in real estate, I didn't know anyone. I had no sphere of influence because I was brand new to town. And that was one of my big challenges. A lot of my competitors um, have lived here all their lives and they have these huge groups of people that they already know. And I knew one person, which was the person I moved to town for. So um, I had to push myself outside my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I went to a networking event, met someone uh, who was kind of an investor. He was young. No one was taking him seriously. We just chit-chatted for a few minutes, moved on. Well, he came back about a month later and said, and called me and said, will you help me? No one's taking me seriously, but I have this plan and this is what I want to do. And I was like, well, I don't have anything else going on. So sure, why not? Uh, he ended up buying about 120 houses with me in the first year, year and a half that I was in real estate, which was great. And I could have just kept focusing on that. Um, but two days before Christmas, uh, a year and a half or two years into my real estate career, he called me and said, well, my mom got her real estate license, so she's going to start helping me from here on out. And the bottom just dropped out. So you didn't have a backup plan. Well, but I did. So right. I had still, I had not just rested on my laurels and said, I'm doing good with this guy. Mm-hmm. I was still trying to build this other separate kind of real estate business with first time home buyers and that kind mm-hmm. of niche. So I always recommend to people to have, you know, multiple uh, avenues to, because the market's going to change. It's going to shift. And could I do, could that guy, the investor I was working with, could he do now what he did 10 years ago? No. Right. It's a different market. Uh, so that's really important, too, is to stay up um, on that. And I guess the last thing I want to leave you uh, with is that I mentioned it before, but step outside your comfort zone. I have I will say this, and I'm embarrassed to admit where I read it, um, but it was in The Art of the Deal by Donald Trump 10 years ago. <laughs> when I started in real estate, we didn't have smartphones. So when you sat in an open house, that's old I am, when you sat in an open house, you took a book with you because you didn't have anything else to do if nobody showed up. And somehow I just stumbled. I was like, well, like oh, art of the deal. Okay, I'll read that because he was in real estate and he wasn't really a jerk back then and whatever. He wasn't on Twitter, right? And he said that, you know, mm-hmm. success is right outside my comfort zone. And that really resonated with me. And anytime I feel like I need to step it up a notch, I kind of go, okay, where am I comfortable? And I need to step right outside that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about it, it really does work. Um, so I think that's huge for someone trying something new, which is, you know, getting into real estate. Well, when I find this quote from someone else, I will share that with you. <laughs> I, I, I'm not thinking of it right now, but I know who it is. Okay. The author is by uh, Brene Brown, but it's yeah, yeah. very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It works. It does. If anybody ever has any questions about being a realtor, you're welcome to message me on Facebook. That's Deb Tomorrow Realtor, T-O-M-A-R-O, uh, or send me an email, Deb at realrealestatetoday.com, uh, and I'm happy to answer them and always have that conversation with people because it has done amazing things for my life, so I certainly don't want to sway anyone, but I think everybody is better off if you go in with a realistic idea of what it is like. Karen, thanks for interviewing me. You did a great job. Oh, I you're hired. So. <laughs> you're official. All right, and we're going to be back next week with a show I'm super excited about. We're going to have a color consultant who's going to tell us everything we need to know about paint colors, paint colors of the year, wallpaper, all kinds of good stuff. Um, and so, um, yeah, make sure you tune in for that because that's going to be a super, super helpful show. Thanks for tuning in this week. This was Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb Tomorrow, for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets.